بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسابه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا I begin in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful and I send salutations on his messenger Muhammad peace be upon him and on his family and all those who follow him until the end of time. I want to take you on a journey. And I want you to put yourself in the situation that I'm going to describe. And if it helps you to visualize that better by shutting your eyes, go ahead. I will still look the same when you open your eyes. I want you to put yourself in the middle of the Arabian desert, in the land of Hejaz, in a place that is sand and rocks, extremely rugged, black rocks, not a tree in sight, not a blade of grass, very unlike this beautiful green, verdant landscape that we're seeing here. Some scrub thorn bush on which grazers sometimes graze their goats, which only makes it worse. There is a small town. In the middle of that is a place where people come for pilgrimage. And several miles out of the town is this very high, very rocky, I won't call it a mountain, but it's a very large hill. And on top of that is a cave. Dark night, clear skies, and if anybody has been in the desert, and if you have laid back on your on the sand, looking up at the skies, then you know what I mean. You won't imagine that there are that many stars. You see every one of them. And in that dark, starlit night, if you imagine yourself, think of yourself as a drone who's hovering there. And in that night, if you zoomed in on that hill, on that cave, you will see a man. And that man has been living in that cave for several weeks. That was his way he would go and stay in that cave, he would take his dry rations and he would go and stay in the cave for a few weeks at a time, meditating, praying, contemplating, reflecting. And you would see that man. <clears throat> but that day is not a is not the normal day. Because on that day, something is about to happen.
and you will witness that. And what is that? What you will witness is the sky will part. And an angel will descend. And that angel will speak to that man. Who is that angel? Ask Moses who that angel was. And he will tell you. Because he met him. Ask Abraham who that angel was. And he will tell you. Because he met him. Ask Jesus who that angel was. And he will tell you. Because he met him. And ask the mother of Jesus. Mary upon whom be peace. Who that angel was. And she will tell you. Because she met him. And that angel came. And that angel met this man. And what was the name of the man? Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa Peace be upon him. And the angel said to him, Iqra. He said, read. Read. And Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa said, I cannot read. I don't know how to read. So the angel grabbed him and crushed him to his chest. And our master Muhammad said, I couldn't breathe. And then he released me and he said, Iqra. He said, read. And he said, I cannot read. So he crushed him to his chest again and he said, read, Iqra. He said, I cannot read. And then he said, Iqra, Bismi Rabbika alladhi khalaqa. He said, read in the name of the one who created everything. That is the event that you are seeing as you go over there in the sky, watching what's happening. The event where God spoke to man, not for the first time, but what would be for the last time. The revelation, the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator, our sustainer, our maintainer, to whom is our return, came down as revelation, and usually it was the same angel, and that angel was Gabriel, Jibreel alayhi salam, peace be upon him. Over a period of 23 years, but it began with what? Read. That is the connection of Islam to knowledge, to the acquisition of knowledge. Read. The first word revealed was read. 
One of our great scholars, Imam Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziya rahmatullahi alayhi, he says, there are two books of Allah. One is a book which is open. And that was the book that was referred to when Jibreel salam said, Iqra bismi rabbika allazi qalaq. Read in the name of the word of the one who created everything. The open book of Allah is the creation, in which are ayat, are signs. What are those signs? You are a sign. 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 I am a sign. The birds are signs. The animals are signs. The trees are signs. This earth is a sign. The stars are signs, the planets are signs, the solar system is a sign, the sun is a sign, the whole of the Milky Way galaxy is a sign, and there are signs and signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the purpose is to point to the Creator. We are a sign of what? We are a sign of the one who created us. And Imam Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziyah said, the second book is the kitab, the book of Allah, known as the Qur'an, which has to be opened to be read. One is a book which is open, open to anyone. Read the signs of Allah. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in this, in the Qur'an, He said, إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافِ اللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ لَا يَاتِ الْأَلْبَابِ Allah said, Verily, in the creation of the heavens and the earth, and the alternation of the day and the night, there are signs, ayat, for people of intelligence. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described who are these people of intelligence. Who is a person of intelligence? The definition of the one who created intelligence. And what is that? He said, رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا سُبْحَانَكَ سُبْحَانَكَ فَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ He said, Verily, in the creation of the heavens and the earth and the alternation of the day and the night, there are signs, of people of, signs for people of intelligence. Who are they? They are those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who remember their Creator, who are aware of the presence of their Creator in their lives, day and night, standing, sitting and lying down in every aspect of their life, and who research in the creation of the heavens and the earth. Every form of research, all that we know and all that we will come to know in the centuries ahead, as long as this world remains. Every single form of research in any field is fikr fi samawati walad. And what do they do when they do that? People who are aware of the Creator and then who are immersed in scientific research and discovery, they recognize the Creator. And they say, 
O our Rabb, O our Creator, you have not created all of this in vain. This is not there for nothing. There is a purpose. And the purpose is that we recognize you. So what did he create? What did Allah create? Let me tell you about a couple of things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created a bird which we call the bar-tailed godwit. Now you can imagine that name must have been given by an Englishman because nobody can call something godwit except the English. Bar-tailed godwit. It's a little bird like this. When I say like this, I mean it will fit into the palm of my hand. And for those of you who are into uh, hunting and so on, it looks like a snipe. Long beak, it's a wader. You find it on, it's a shore bird, it's a wader, you will find it on the edges of the shores. This bird migrates from Alaska to New Zealand. That size. A non-stop flight of nine days and nights. What does that mean? It means that for nine days and nights, this bird is flying, the sun rises, the sun sets, the bird is flying. It's pitch dark night, the bird is flying. There are oceans underneath, the bird is flying. There are cities underneath, the bird is flying. There are forests underneath, the bird is flying. Nine days and nine nights. No food, no water, no sleep. What does research tell us? Research tells us that the way the brain of the bird operates is half the brain sleeps and the other half is awake and then this half sleeps and that half is awake. Remember, it's a little bird. It's not an albatross coasting on thermals on a 12-foot wingspan. This is a little bird beating its wings. Nine days and nights. What's the question you want to ask? Why? Why? Standard answer? Because it is so cold in Alaska, in the winter, there's no food, so the bird has to travel out of there to eat. Well, there is Massachusetts. Lots of nice pubs and restaurants and whatnot, right? Why does it need to go to New Zealand? 11,000 miles, nine days and nights, that's over a thousand miles a day. Why does it need to go to New Zealand? Why? Second bird. Also Alaska. And this one takes off, goes straight up in the air, hits the the enormously fast-flowing currents that circle the air, circle the earth, the Gulf Stream current, and goes. And those birds... They go from Alaska and they land in India, they land in Africa. The bar-headed goose, 
That bird, the Gulf Stream current, is at 34,000 feet up in the air. 34,000 feet up in the air. 35,000 feet up in the air. What are conditions like in the Gulf Stream? Temperature is minus 59 degrees Celsius. I still haven't gotten my head around the Fahrenheit in America. America and Papua New Guinea are the only two countries in the world who are still on the imperial system. Come on, man, get a life. The whole world is on metric. I'm, I'm deliberately not learning the Fahrenheit system because at some point you will change. Then I have to go back to metric, so I may as well stay in metric. Minus 59 degrees Celsius. Imagine this. You take the same goose and you go halal, bismillah, Allah akbar across the throat and put it in the freezer at minus 4. It freezes. At minus 59, it is flying. At 35,000 feet, the oxygen in the atmosphere is practically non-existent. And the last time I checked, I didn't see any of the geese with the oxygen cylinders on their backs. They are traveling a thousand miles a day. Question is, why? Third bird, and that's the last of them. You would have seen some of them here. Because they come up here. And that is called the ruby-throated hummingbird. The ruby-throated hummingbird. The first time I saw one of them was in a previous incarnation when I used to live in the middle of the Amazonian rainforest in Guyana. And I was on a hunting trip with a friend of mine. I thought I saw a moth. And then I looked closely. It wasn't a moth. It was a hummingbird. Going bzzz. The only bird which can fly backwards. Beats its wings at over a thousand RPM. You can't see the wings. The... Arnold Schwarzenegger of the ruby-throated hummingbird is about 4 grams. And the female is a little bit bigger, so it's about 4.5 grams. To give you perspective, 5 grams is 1 teaspoon. This bird migrates from the Amazonian rainforests. It goes all the way to the bank of the Mississippi River. Now, part of that migration is across the Gulf of Mexico, which is 600 kilometers across. And that bird does that in 26 hours of non-stop flight. 26 hours of non-stop flight across the open sea. What does that mean? It means that this little bird takes off from the south end of the Gulf of Mexico and the sun is rising and this bird is flying and the sun is at midday, the bird is flying, the sun is setting, the bird is flying, middle of the night, pitch dark, the bird is flying, the sun rises, two hours into the new day, This little bird lands in the United States of America without a visa. Who knows this bird is flying there? It's a small little bird. It's not a water bird. If it lands in the water, it's fish food. What's the question? 
Why? And what's the answer? The answer comes from the Quran. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا إِلَى الطَّيْرِ فَوْقَهُمْ صَافَّاتٍ وَيَقْبِذٍ مَا يُمْسِكُهُنَّا إِلَّا الرَّحْمَانِ إِنَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ بَصِيرٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Who will know and who knows these birds fly? Do they not see the birds fly? Who is holding them up except Ar-Rahman, except the most beneficent, the most merciful? And he is the one, إِنَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ بَصِيرٍ He is the one who sees every single thing. And that is what I invite you to think about and to reflect on. That this world is something for us to look at and marvel. Something for us to research in and search for answers. Something for us to truly understand. Not get stuck only in the how. How does this happen? How does that happen? But also look at the why it happens. The reason it happens. Because there's a big difference between the two things. And that is the, that is the invitation of the Quran. That is the invitation of your and my Creator. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Sanurihim min ayatina fil afaqib fi anfusihim hatta yatabayyana lahum annahu al-haq. He said, Verily and truly, we will show them our signs. Fil afaq in the universe. Wa fi anfusihim and within themselves. حَتَّى يَتَبَيَّنَ لَهُمْ أَنَّهُ Until it becomes clear to them that this, meaning the book of Allah, meaning the revelation, is the truth. Thank you very much for inviting me. I hope you have a safe and very productive stay in this beautiful college. This college is known for its work in science for its work in engineering. And I was saying to your president, Mr. Johnson, that I'd love to see your engineering college someday. I wish you all the very best. And I wish that the eyes of your hearts and your minds are opened to the signs of our Creator all around us. Thank you very much. وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين والحمد لله رب العالمين